Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Well, Gabe, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, you've only been at Heartlight about a month. I really haven't got to know you, but but tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm 17 years old. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. I like to skateboard, snowboard, box. Uh, I like shooting, too. Wow. Okay, the million-dollar question. What got you to Heartlight? <laughs> uh, uh, I walked into a courthouse, and I had a firearm on me. So I was well, arrested. that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. What was going on before, I mean, before you got into trouble and stuff? I was having parent issues. I was uh, stealing from my little brother, stealing from my family, doing a lot of drugs, um, a lot of things I regret doing. Did you regret them while you were doing them, or now that you're beyond it and can look back and cleaned up a little bit, you just look at it differently? A little bit of both. Wow. Wow. So when did it all start? Uh, I started using drugs when I turned 15. Wow. And so before that, uh, 14, how were you? Uh, It started in fifth grade when I was really having issues with my family. I was homeschooled. I was having lots of conflict with my mother. I lived with her, and she, she taught me. I was calling her names, disrespecting her, eventually... Uh, at the end of my sixth grade year, I got kicked out of her house, and I moved in with my dad. Okay, do you think the homeschool thing, and I'm not an anti-homeschool guy, I mean, I, because we homeschool everybody here mm-hmm. at Heartlight, but do you think that affected you? I, I was a social, social person. I was very extroverted. Yeah. So not having those friendships that I wanted very bad, Yeah. it made things very difficult at home for me. Wow. Especially, and also... Uh, teaching from my mom, it was hard for me to respect her, and it made it more difficult having to learn from her at the time. Yeah, I tried it homeschooling again in eighth grade, and it didn't go so well. Yeah, you know, I hear, I mean, because I hear a lot of kids make comments that that it was hard for their mom to be a mom and a teacher at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? I'd say that's completely accurate. Yeah, and so I mean, for some people, it's a big deal. For other people, it's not that big of a deal. And I, you know, I guess what you do is look for some way to have a, you know, to make it work out. With kids. it doesn't work out for everybody. Not everybody loves to be homeschooled. Not everybody loves public school. Not everybody loves Christian school. I mean, it's, I mean, there's always people that kind of don't make it in those different venues. But I always wonder about that because I've heard kids say that a lot. I wish my mom would be a mom and not my teacher and stuff. So how's your relationship with your mom and dad now? It's really good. Since I've been in treatment, it's uh, it's increased. I've quit lying to them. I started respecting them a whole lot more. 
I told my dad just the other night, man, I, I just want you to know that I really do love you. I care about you a lot. You mean the world to me. Wow. That's something that I didn't have the strength or the courage to do before. And Why now, not? Why not? I felt like I was always a disappointment to my family using drugs. And um, I don't know. I just felt like I was letting them down. Okay, so the 15 comes around when you're 15 years old. What kind of promoted the, the drug thing? I was working at a ski resort. Mm. And uh, my coworker, I found out that she smoked, and I asked her if I was gonna, if I could smoke with her. So she introduced me to that, and then before that, my best friend was smoking, and uh, then I went to uh, summer school, and there was one person there that got me involved in everything. Yeah, uh, pretty much introduced me to every drug that I've used. Wow, did you see your life kind of go down pretty quickly? It. I mean, so when you go to sleep at night and think about what you were doing, what would you think about? I, did, I think about how quickly I went down. I went down very quickly over the period of two years. And I hear other people's stories about how they started using when they were like 12 and now they're 18 and they ended up doing meth or something, yeah, something really yeah. extreme. And I was like, man, it only took me two years. And I, that's just something that really shocks me is how quickly my addiction manifested. Wow. Wow. Do you think your parents could have done something, you know, at 13 and 14 to change the kind of the path that you were walking on? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, it was, they say addiction is kind of 50% your environment and 50% your gen genetics. Wow. So I, I'd say it's more 20% your environment and 80% your... No, 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 I messed it up. 80% your environment and 20% your genetics, yeah. at least in my experience. I, it, was, it was completely the environment that I was in that want to be accepted. I, I, I wanted to be accepted, and I, I was accepted with drugs. Yeah. So do you think that wanting to be accepted, was that because you, you weren't around people earlier on in your age and you just were doing anything you could to be accepted by people? I'd say that's pretty accurate. Uh, the one year that I did go to public school during my middle school years, which was seventh grade, I was really struggling to be accepted. I ended up being a little bit of a bully, uh, a jerk to people, and uh, that wasn't the way to be accepted. I learned that pretty quickly. Do you think part of the homeschool thing created that need to be accepted, you know, of why you started doing things with folks? Just that this is how people are engaging. This is how people are socializing. This I got to do something because I want relationships. I'd say if I was in public school sooner than I was, uh, then there's a chance that I may not have been using, but there's also the chance that I could have been using much sooner. Yeah. It, it's really hard for me to tell, man. Wow. It just kind of seems like, I mean, like you, you kind of think that this was the path you were going to walk on it sometime in your life anyway, you know, in one sense. You think? I'd, I'd say that's true. Yeah. So now you're on the other side of it and looking back, you know, are there, is there a sense where you go, okay, I'm going to learn how to deal with this, but is there another part that you go, man, I wish I would have done this different, or I wish somebody would have done some, or it could be, I wish I would have lived in, you know, London, England. I, I, you know, did you ever, you ever sit back and go, I wish something would have been different? Honestly, the one thing that I wish would be different is that I never used that first drug. Wow. 
that wow. that's that's the biggest thing for me because that's that's what sent me down this downward spiral. Yeah, and that went two years. Okay, two years. when the judge goes, okay, you're gonna go have to go someplace. Was that a relief, or was it, you know, did it make you angry? At first, I was in when I was in the psych ward. I was there for a week, and I talked with it with my counselor and my family. I ended up walking out of the room because I was so infuriated that they were sending me to a treatment center. Yeah, uh, two treatment centers. I was going to be at least a year long. I was I hated that so much. So I ended up walking out and then walking back in, uh, just to apologize to walk for walking out. Yeah. I, um, so. At first, it was really hard for me to accept that this is what was what was going to happen. But then, when I realized it was either a year in treatment or two years in jail, and then some, <laughs> uh, it was pre- seemed <laughs> that's like an easy decision. Yeah. Exactly. Well, cool. Well, you know, it. I I just know that that somewhere parents hearing what what you have to say, you know, it'll connect with some of them, and they'll go, hmm. Maybe my child's in the same spot. Maybe I can help him in some way. Maybe you give some deeper understanding about what's going on. But thanks for being a part of the program today, man. It's great. No problem, man. Cool. I appreciate it being on here. All right. Lizzie, thanks for being on the program. Man, it's good to have you. We finally get to sit down and talk a bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, tell me, you're at Heartlight, and uh, along with 60 other young people that are here. What got you here? Disrespecting my parents. Really? I mean, just just being disrespectful one time and that was it? Uh, no, I never listened to what they told me to do. Like what? Uh, they told me to stay inside yeah. or come back by a certain time. I would just do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I thought I knew what was best for myself. Did that start at a certain age or did it, or did it just kind of just crop up? Because how old are you? 16. Yeah. So, I mean, at age 15, it started, or has it been something that's been building over time? I think I've always just been an independent person. So, I've just always thought that, like, what I know is the only way. <laughs> so, I just. It's either your way or the highway. Yeah. 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 So, when your parents tell you something different, you go, uh-uh, I'm not listening to that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. When did that start? Uh, probably in middle school. So, fifth or sixth grade? Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so when things started, was everything good before that? Was I mean, did you guys always get along and you give your parents coffee mugs that say, I love mom and world's greatest dad on Father's Day, you know, to your dad and stuff? Or uh, Yeah, kind of. Okay, so when did it start going bad? What was it that was happening that, that made you think, you know what, I can do this better than them? Probably just when I, like, kept switching schools, I was getting angry at them because, like, I kept having to make new friends. So I was like, they don't know what they're doing. Why were you having to change schools? Just distance-wise, and, like, they didn't want to put me in public school for a while. Yeah. So I went back and forth, and it was just hard. You felt like you always had to be, you know, changing friends and finding new relationships? Yeah. You think that caused part of you you going, hey, I can do this on my own better than... listening to them? Yeah. Did it hurt when they would say, hey, you're going to go to a different school? Yeah, it made me angry. Yeah. So when you got angry at them, was it, I'm going to kind of show that I'm angry at you by not listening to you? Yeah. And so it started to spin out. So how did they respond at first when when you would kind of do whatever you wanted to do? 
Um, they would try to ground me and it worked for a little bit and then I found ways to get around it. Okay, so what, you just leave? Yeah. You just be gone and go, okay, you can ground me, but I'm not going to be here? Yeah. So what would you go do? I'd probably just stay with a friend. Sometimes, like, my friends would get sick of me, like, being around them all the time, so I'd just kind of be on my own. Okay, so when you were with your friends and you knew that you weren't supposed to be away from home, were you thinking about your parents the whole time? No. You were just kind of going, let's do whatever? Yeah. Okay, were you doing stuff you shouldn't have been doing? Yeah. Like what? Uh, I got really bad into drugs and drinking. Yeah. Like in eighth grade, and then it just kept getting worse and worse. And ha- do you remember the first time that you got into that? Um, kind of. I mean, like, I was pretty young. I was just, like, with my neighbors. I My brother's older than me. Yeah. So all his friends were always at my house. Yeah. So, so the first time you got high, how old were you? Uh, Probably, like, 12. Wow. I mean, and, and when you look back on that now, do you go... Man, that was young, or was it, eh, everybody's doing it? Well, now that I'm sober and I'm happy to be sober, yeah, it like, yeah, I was really young. And at the same time, I think like, it's mm. like becoming normal. Yeah. Why do you think it's becoming normal? I think just because society's changing, it's just not the same. Like how? Is it speeding up so much that everybody wants to find relief? I just think that... Like, kids are getting exposed to it, like, younger and younger. Yeah. So, yeah. But don't you think that something's driving that? I mean, meaning this, that that they're exposed to it, yes, but there's some reason why they're embracing that. And whether it's getting high, getting drunk, you know, getting buzzed, whatever it is, I go, there's something that is driving them to it. Yeah, I think, honestly, at first it's just fun, and yeah. then you become dependent on it, and then you just can't stop because you're miserable without it. Okay, so did the disrespect start, and then the drugs came, or did the drugs come, and then the disrespect happen? Um, I think the drugs came, and then the disrespect happened, because yeah. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. Is that why you kind of ignored them when they would say, stay home, we're grounded, yeah. you know, that you go... You know, I need it so bad. I just am going to go get. So what was the pressure that was causing that so much? I think just always being around it. And, like, I was super depressed in eighth grade. Hmm. Um, And I didn't know, like, how to deal with it. And my parents didn't know what to do. Do you know why you were depressed? Um, Not really. Wow. Wow. So it was just... I just tried to, like, medicate myself, Yeah, and I thought it was working. Didn't work too well, huh? No. Okay, so they tell you, okay, we're tired of this, you know, you're going to go to Heartlight. I mean, were you going, oh, gee, that's wonderful, I'd love to do that. How did you respond? Well, I went to a different program before here, Mm -hmm. and I hated it because I didn't know I was going. Yeah. I got taken in the middle of the night. Wow. It was terrible. And I just didn't really know, like, what to think of it. I ended up coming to Heartlight. And when I first got here, I was kind of, like, happy. Wow. Because, like, I hated my other program so much. Yeah. Um, but, like, as I stayed here, just routines got old and stuff, and counseling got harder. Yeah. So I kind of gave up for a little bit, but 
I was mad at my parents for a period of time. Yeah. For just yeah. taking me away from my environment. Yeah. So how's the relationship now? How do you guys get along now? It's really good. It's we trust each other and like I feel like I can tell them anything. Yeah. That was a big problem at home. I felt like they didn't understand anything that I Yeah. had to say. So what do you think's going to keep you when you you know from going back along the same path when you get home? Um I think just knowing that they're willing to like listen to me, mm-hmm. and that they're really willing to help and they do care. Because a lot of times I would just feel like, okay, they're not even going to care when I tell them these things. Um, And also just being able to, like, think clearly Yeah. now that I, like, know what I'm doing and I'm not always high. Yeah. Okay, so what would you tell? I mean, we're we're sitting here talking to parents. I doubt that there's any kids listening to this program. But, I mean, what would you tell other parents? You know, looking at your family and your situation, what could other parents do differently to keep you from spiraling out of control if their child's, you know, starting to spin out of control? What could they do? I think really just let them know that you're there for them. Because I know, like, a lot of times my parents would tell me, like, oh, yeah, we're here for you. But when I would tell them something, they get mad at me. So I think, like, really making sure that, like, you're trying to see their side of the situation because otherwise you're just going to get angry and that just makes the situation worse. And so when y'all would fight, what would you mainly fight over? Just how scared they were that I was, like, never telling them what I was doing or, like, half the time I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, It was more out of fear than anger for them. So I think really communicating back and forth and, like, trying to get them, like I said, is something that's really important in a relationship. You think they've changed? Yeah. Yeah, I think they have too. I think you've changed a lot too. I mean, and that's going to be the key thing when you guys go back home and and start over and stuff. Hey, thanks for sharing your heart and being on the program today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.